See, and I just summarized it. I like women who talk about stuff. Done. <laughs> Yeah, so today we're talking to Sam, and we're talking about how Sam <laughs> likes women who say a lot of things, which we are two of those women who say a lot of things, so she likes us, which is established in, in the podcast, along with some other people who you may or may not know, one of them named Tori Amos, no, I'm kidding, <laughs> Tori Amos, and Susie Sue, and we talk a little bit about Lannis Morissette, and there's just a Shirley Manson. Shirley Manson. Whole bunch of badass, other badass bitches. Yeah, maybe badder ass bitches. The um, baddest ass bitches. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're chatting about today, and it's fun. It's a good listen, and I learned a lot from it. I feel like you learned a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's always always a learning experience. <laughs> okay, and so enjoy. Aha! She here. Uh, there was something that was in it was pressed that should not be pressed. Oh, one of the buttons. <laughs> stupid yeah. buttons. Fucking stupid buttons. I feel like I'm being surrounded by smushy Your things. support yeah, your your support group. Your support system. <laughs> um, I love that. I'm so glad that this is being a thing now. It is. <laughs> it is a thing. I know. It's like Eventually when we really make it cute. big, we're gonna have to make like little dolls. Yeah. And give them out to everybody. Yeah. yeah. Little be- plush. Wait, here let me hug it. Hug yeah. hug the goat it's and the bread. Up. <laughs> that was good. That was adorable. <laughs> it like, was really cute. Where did you get this bread? That's what I want to know. Dwayne Reed. Really? Yeah. This is awesome. The whole bunch it? of stuff that smells like other things. <laughs> Wait, it smells like something? Yeah, it smells, it smells like, like, like bread. Oh my god. <laughs> that even makes it better. Um, no, I had a really hard time coming up with this because I've been to a lot of shows and I feel things at shows but I don't ever feel like it's like oh my god it's changed my life when I leave a show usually because I'm usually fighting to see anything and I'm short and (laughs) I usually end up getting frustrated halfway through any show I go to unless there are seats and what helped me like I was saying before like I had a hard time like picking a thing but I as I listened to a I listened to probably three of them I Mm -hmm. think and I was like okay they're all like completely different from each other they're not like this is the set question list, and this is what we're talking about, and, like, there's not, like, a point necessarily, right? if that makes any sense, but... No, it yeah. makes perfect sense, and that's that's what we Which were... Which I liked about it. It's about Tori Amos. It, it is, is about Tori Amos. Awesome she, is. she is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> that was good. I, I can't even say, like, there wasn't, like, one show either. I've seen her eight times, so... But the first time I saw her was on TV, which is kind of weird because I was like 12 so of course I wasn't at her show but I saw her perform on Saturday Night Live and Mm -hmm. I like died watching her because I grew up playing the piano and I was just like angsty and it was like I think it was 90 I want to say it was 96 so how old was I I was 13 so you can imagine 13 year old Sam being angsty and trying to like not be weird and awkward anymore and I watched this and I was like holy crap this is my chick. And she was like playing on two pianos. She's sitting in the middle of them? How she was sitting work? in the middle of them. Yeah. yeah, she sits on a, puts her piano bench like in the middle. Of them. She, she must angle the pianos in a certain way so she can actually play them both. Um, I think on SNL, I actually looked up a video to remind myself, but 
She didn't play them at the same time, but I've seen her play them at the same, two pianos at the same time. That's it's insane. Yeah, because it'd be one end, like it'd be both ends. They're just next to her, right? Yeah, like she's like stra- basically straddling yeah. a piano bench, like, you know, the skinny way yeah, yeah, yeah. and like facing the audience and playing one hand on one piano and the other hand on the other piano. And you're just like, how are you doing that? That is... That's enough because yeah. then that it's it, inverted. Yeah. It's inverted how you would normally play it, right? Because if your yeah. right hand would be on what the mm-hmm. lo- the low end, yeah. right? And it would then be yeah. on the high end because of the way you're sitting, unless they're. Yeah, she anyway. must. She so your right hand usually plays the upper the side upper, okay. of the piano, and the le- the left hand usually plays the bass. So like she would sit, and that's it's hard to describe it, but she would she wouldn't sit like straight facing the audience, but she would sort of angle herself. So that, like, her right hand, she was kind of facing her right hand, and still her left hand was playing behind her. That's kind of how she does it. insane. Yeah, if anybody has the internet, which hopefully you do, you should, like, look it up. We'll put on the article. We find it. The internet. Yeah, we'll put on the article. Yeah, if we find it. Because you can find a million, like, pictures and even videos of her doing it, and you're just like, what? Is it something that she still does? She still does it. She still does it. I don't know how old she is now. She's probably in her... 50s I would bet yeah and she's still like amazing and does it's like nothing yeah (laughs) when I saw her on SNL she was she wasn't doing that but she like was playing one piano and she just turned around and started playing the other one like it was nothing and I was just like I think I fell out of my chair at that point and I was just like oh my god I didn't literally fall out of my chair oh I pictured that it was great yeah, like those cartoons, you know, and then the legs just yeah, go up, like, like, boom. Yeah, a little start, little hearts came out of my eyes, and I was like, oh, my God, who are you? And I, because I'd never heard of her before, and I didn't know anybody who had ever listened to her, and I was kind of, like, keeping her to myself, I guess, until I, like, I made, I was at camp, because my parents sent me to camp every summer and I had a friend who I had been friends with for a really long time and I mentioned her and she was like you've never heard of Tori Amos before and I was like no and she's like oh my god we have so much to talk about so we (laughs) so we started talking about her and then it was just like the obsession grew every time I listened to her saw her whatever um yeah, my favorite album is still the album that I saw her play on SNL which one is that? which is Boys for Pele it's her angriest album, I think. It's, it's her most overtly angry album. I think a lot of her albums are kind of angry, and not not the recent ones, the old ones, but um, that album is the most overtly angsty and angry. So, so, yeah. so it was the the fact that not only she <laughs> you'll go in the other room to cough, but then you'll open a beer right next to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put it down. We're not hiding anything. <laughs> Well, I don't want to like hack into, into the microphone. <laughs> it might happen. Um, so you saw her and you were blown away by her ability to play the piano because it's something that you could relate to. But not only was it that, she also, what she was saying, you related to as well. And just like her overall, you did you connect with her on another level? So I think it took me a long time to understand what she was writing about because she was older than me she was going through different stuff than me at the time when she was writing those songs and her lyrics are kind of cryptic in a lot of places they're a little hard to follow even if you're reading them you're like I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) um but I think I think it was just the tone of the music uh, at the time and the fact that she played the piano in a way that wasn't just like you know when you're trained to play the piano you're like usually playing classical music Mm -hmm, and it's very like confined 
and she doesn't play like that. She just like kind of just explodes a little bit, I guess you could say, um, on the piano. And it's just kind of like I'd never seen anything like it before. And I think I was just like, holy shit. Can I curse on this? Is that yeah, okay? of course. Okay. I don't uh, know. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, holy fine. shit. <laughs> We're pepperoni. Yeah. Holy um, shit. Holy shit. <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. So I could say that at the time I didn't understand what her songs were about, but I think as I got older and I more of her albums came out and I kind of started to understand more of it, I got them. Because, like, if you go back to her albums before that, like, she's writing songs about anything from, you know, just, like, her father and her relationship with her father to masturbation to um, songs about um, being sexually assaulted. But they're never, like, overt, as overt as that particular album. So you kind of have to, like, understand what you're listening to to get it. Got it. Um, and understand her story to get it. And, um, yeah, but they're all, like... I have, like, a love for most of her albums. There are very few albums that I just didn't connect with at all. Yeah. And I think more of the recent ones I haven't connected with quite as much. Um, she's kind of done more with her family, which is, flat. like, she has some kids now, and I think she a niece or something that she brought in to sing on something, and I just was, like, not digging it. it she's not angsty anymore. It yeah. wasn't, yeah, she's, like, grown <laughs> up now. She's, like, not, she's, like, Wendy grown up, you know, instead of, like, Peter Pan, it's oh, Wendy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So bit. she's Wendy and Hook, not Wendy and Peter Pan. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Not that stodgy and old, but, like, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> the Wendy, I mean, the Wendy and Hook there. is, like, pretty stodgy. Yeah, And, like, doesn't is. really, like, what's going on? I wouldn't do anything. I'm not fun anymore. Yeah. Because well, she's she, still awesome. But. Yeah. yeah. Like, she knows what's going on, but she's like, I'm just going to let this ride out. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, like I know what's happening. It needs to happen. Mm-hmm. She's aged and educated. Yes. There you go. Mature. There you go. Mature. Ah, yes. Mature. Matured. As some of my <laughs> teachers would have said mature. <laughs> so, so we've talked about you seeing her on SNL and TV and about a lot of her albums, but what about the first time you saw her live? Okay, so I want to look on my phone when this Consult actually was because I made a huge list because I was like, I don't remember all the shows I've been to because I've been to eight of them. And I was trying to remember which ones I went to because I've bought most of the albums and I have relationships with the albums, but I didn't necessarily see her perform the albums. So, and she has a lot of albums. So the first show I went to, because I had been obsessed with, so I saw her on TV in 96 and then I got my mom to buy me tickets and take me to see her in Newark, New Jersey, at the Prudential Center or Prudential Hall or whatever oh. it is called now. I don't even know if it's still called that. I think it is. It was 98, November of 98. That was a good year. It was a good year. It was a really good year. It was a great year. It was. Yeah. I guess I was a freshman in high school. Yep. And that was when I really started becoming more of Sam <laughs> that you know you now. Miss the arm. Uh, there was an arm gesture with that. That was kind of it was like, like a yo-ho-ho. Ho. Yeah, yeah, like a yo-ho-ho. Ho. Ho. I became Sam. Because <laughs> I was like going to punk shows and I was learning about metal and goth music and I was like into all of it. Were you playing um, piano the whole time? Or Yeah, I've been playing the piano since I was like six. Um, and I think I took lessons pretty regularly until like probably midway through high school. And then I was like too cool for it. <laughs> like everybody gets in high school. Um, and then I stopped taking lessons, but I still play. Um, I'm just like very rusty, 
but I play now still. But yeah, so I was still playing pretty regularly, but always played classical music. Um, I never really got into playing like sheet music from like mm-hmm. other people. I did have a couple of her books, but I'm going to tell you her stuff is fucking hard. <laughs> well, I mean, how you hard. described it. Yeah, like two arms doing different Like you need things. one book written fingers. for your left hand and one book written for your right hand yeah. and then you can have two page turners just like going at the yeah. same Pretty time. much. Like I, I'd sit down and go, okay, I'm going to try and play this song because I love this song and I go, there are so many flats and sharps in this that I don't know how to, to I don't understand what I'm looking at anymore. Aww. So it's just like, yeah. I mean, there are certain songs I can't play but there are certain songs where I go, nope, that's not happening. Um, Prudential Center, Newark, your mom yeah. took you. Oh, yeah, my mom. So it was like for my, so the show was in November. My birthday's in April, but she, I think it was for my birthday, if I remember. April 27th she, is Sam's birthday. Yeah, April, it's almost my birthday. Yep. It's her <gasps> birthday month. It's my birthday. Happy my, birthday month to you. Thanks. Happy birthday month <laughs> to you. Happy birthday month, dear Sam. <laughs> Happy birthday month to you. Woo. Okay. That was beautiful. Back. It's I totally not that. getting cut. <laughs> not getting Please cut. don't cut that because no, I'm awesome. not cutting that out. That's staying in. That's fine. Um, so I don't remember everybody that came anymore. I don't. I know I must have had a couple friends come with me to this show, and my mom was there, and it was very fun. But it was like seeing her live. I was just like stars in my eyes, kind of like just watching her. Like, oh my god! And I think we we're having less like nosebleed seats. I think, if I remember correctly, we weren't very close. Um, but I didn't care. I was, like, just in it and loved it. And just, like, kind of watching all the other people that were there. Because Tori's fans are really, like, diehard fans. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't just casually usually... It's rare that somebody casually just goes to see her. Okay. Um, I feel like it's just... I don't know if... You, I guess you could call it a cult following. I never really thought of it that way. But, like, her fans are pretty diehard. They've seen her many times, usually. Um, and even over the years, like when I see her now, like everybody's singing, everybody's singing every song, every B side, everybody knows all the B sides to all of her stuff. Um, people bootleg the crap out of her music and (laughs) she doesn't care. She like likes that. Um, so there's like, I have a billion bootlegs of stuff at home that people gave me in college. That it's just like, I had one friend in college who like had, was like literally obsessed with her and had every single thing she ever did ever. And he was like, I'm going to make you like 2000 CDs. So (laughs) he did. Um, but yeah, I would just remember like being like just really happy and, um, just full of feelings to be there. Um, she, so my favorite song and the first one I ever heard her play is caught a light sneeze. And that's on boys for Pele. Um, she didn't play that there, but I didn't care. I was still fine. Um, I got to hear her play it like three concerts later, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but the whole time I remember sitting there going, I hope she plays it. I hope she plays it. And she didn't, but I didn't really care that much, but yeah, it was just very, it was very like, um, you know, like, a I don't even know what the right word is. It's just like, it was like a culmination of all my feelings finally, like in front of me. Cause I'd been listening to her for a few years yeah. pretty extensively until I saw her. So that wasn't your first show that you ever went to, but that no. was, but that I was can talk about that if you want. <laughs> oh, I would love to talk about that when when we get there. But. It's still an interesting way to like contextualize it. Yeah. Like you'd been to a bunch of shows beforehand, right? And then this one just did something to you because you were relating to whether it was her music or what she was saying or how she played or mm-hmm. just her in general. Just 
snagged you. Yeah. She, from, so so her TV presence, her stage presence and TV presence were the same. Mm-hmm. Like, she can, because there's some people who can, like, perform on TV, but then that you get them up on stage and you don't have that same she's, connection. Or on an album and then they're on stage, so. She's different on her albums versus on stage, but, like, not in a bad way at all. Like, it's like how great. Um, I mean, when she's so when I say that she's when she plays the piano, she kind of like explodes. She performs like an explosion on the stage. She's just like she embellishes every song that she writes. She doesn't ever stick to the script. So like she records a song, but she never sticks to the script. So like one of the fun things about going to her show is she'll like always do a little interlude between her songs and people are always sitting there trying to figure out what the hell she's going to play next. (laughs) And you're like, what is it going to be? What's it going to be? And you're like, oh, I think it's going to be this song. And then it's that, that song. It's another song. Um, So when she plays, it's just like, it's always kind of a little bit of a mystery. You never really know what you're going to get until she starts playing it so everyone is always like ah at the same time because no one has any idea exactly and that's 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 also probably why the bootlegs are so big because it's like you're Mm -hmm. never gonna get this again so here is it that one time because she's gonna do it different next time exactly this is great yeah that's Mm -hmm. cool yeah so it's like almost she like rewrites the song sort of when Uh she plays it every time she plays it which is like pretty impressive yeah for a human being i think Um, so when people sing along to it, do they sing along to like the bootleg with the bootleg version? Like, is there like a certain kind of like no, lyric I, that they, that everyone does cause they know she does it live or is it like a, no, I, no? I'd say they probably, most people probably sing along to the, the recorded version of it cause the bootleg versions are always different from each other. So, uh, and unless you've somehow seen her in every concert you've ever been, she's ever created, which I don't see how you possibly could. And I learned that from going through all of them today. How many concerts <laughs> this woman has played? I was like, there was like 155 pages of concerts Holy to go through. Crap. Bless that woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? So... <laughs> I, when I was going through the concerts, I were a couple concerts where I was like, oh, my God, I wish I had gone to that. Because like she ones? she performed at something in Homedale, New Jersey, like, I don't, sometime in the 90s. But she played a set and Alanis Morissette played a set. Oh. I would have died really nice. in that show. Yeah. I think it was like, it was not Alanis Morissette's first album. It was her more second album, her popular mm-hmm. stuff. But like, I don't, I still would have been amazing to see that. Like yeah. two women that like were like shaping of like the teenage years of angsty women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. That would have been amazing. That would have been really um, great. I'm Googling it because I don't know and when she started. Time to figure out how to make a time machine. Right? Ooh. I wanted to go to the early incarnations of Lollapalooza. Those were like the things that oh, like. Oh, yeah. My favorite bands went to, like, Susie, Susie and the Banshees played one in the 90s, and I think Nine Inch Nails was there, and some other, like, bands that I was really into at the time. Like, not, I wasn't into them then, because I was too young, but, like, had I been born 10 years earlier, maybe yep. I would have, and I would have loved to go see, be a bit of fly on the wall at that concert and seen that. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yeah, no, Tori was playing the piano since she was, like, a kid too obviously and i think her father was a preacher or a priest or something um and she used i think she started playing like performing when she was like 17 years old or something she was pretty young just like around wherever where she grew up and i think she grew i have to look up where she'd grow grow up but um somewhere like pretty rural i think 
Um, anyway, so she, and I think she moved to LA to start her career as a musical performer. And I think in that, like, I think it was, um, 86, she started a group called, <laughs> you're going to love this. Why can't Tori read with like a Y Ooh. and a K A N T for can't like, do you want to read? Yeah, it's like, do you want to read? Like, hooked on phonics? Like, <laughs> yes. why can't I read? That's amazing. Um, and I don't, I don't really, honestly, can't really say I know anything about that. I never really got into, like, her early, before she was who she is mm-hmm. thing. So how um, old was she then, like, in her, you said 17. She Well, I think she, she was born in 1963. So in 1986, she would have been. 23? Yeah, 23. Yeah. Um, so she, yeah, she was 23 and that's when she started that group. Um, and then I think in the early nineties, she kind of did her own thing. Cause I think why can't Tori Reid didn't do very well. Do, do you know what kind of music it was? Was it similar to what she's doing now or was it, um, like it was a band. It was like, she was part of a band. So it wasn't like, I don't think it was as focused on her. Got it. Um, I'm really not super familiar with the music, to be honest with you. Okay. Oh wow! So her, so when she performs, she just plays by herself. Yeah, she oh. ha- sometimes performs with. Like she'll bring her a band with her. Yeah, and I don't know that it's always the same people. I think it just depends on like she's obviously has a big network, so whoever she brings on with her. Um, I've seen her perform solo multiple times, and I've seen her perform with a band multiple times. Do you have a preference of what? I mean, it's weird to say, do you have a preference on what you prefer? Because they're both so different. Mm-hmm. But is there one that, if if you were to see her next time and you knew that she was going to be either with a band or without a band, you'd be more excited about it? I would definitely be more excited if she was without the band. Okay. Because, I don't know. I, I feel like she can get, when she has the band there, the band doesn't, I wouldn't say swallows her a little bit, but it kind of swallows her a little bit because she's playing with other people yeah. when she plays by herself like she just kind of is herself and it is kind of interesting to watch her recreate songs with lots of percussion or things like that by herself mm-hmm. um i've seen her kind of like drum a little bit on like the top of her piano like a little bit if she needs to and she'll bring like synthesizers and stuff and help her when she's by herself because a lot of her more recent music needs it Otherwise, it feels very like an unplugged MTV concert kind yeah. of a thing. It's like missing stuff. But yeah. um, when I saw her last time, she she brought in a lot of synthesizers and stuff to like help help her kind of bring in the environment of the music right. and certain songs. Cool. So, yeah. But her bands are usually great too. It's just kind of not the same. Yeah, like you get more of her when it's just her, which makes sense. Yeah, I think the the only. Well, I can't really say the only person, but the one I can remember the most is when I saw Alicia Keys for the first time, and mm. she's just performing by herself, and I was like, how does one person and one instrument, that I know is like a piano is a lot going on, but create this noise and this sound and this like feeling in your gut mm-hmm. where you're just like, whoa, like you get goosebumps just because you're like, that's coming from one person and one instrument. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. And it's amazing mm-hmm. even lady saw, gaga does that too when yeah, you see when her she does it it's so yeah mm-hmm. i would i would prefer to just see her in a piano yeah. than her with everything else like i saw her never live but um perform on howard stern mm-hmm. 
And I was like, you are just, why do you have all the other things? She doesn't need them. She doesn't need them at all. Like no. you just need a piano and your voice and that is it. And we saw John Legend Ugh. and he, his stuff was like that too. And it's like, so I totally get what you mean, but it's like, yeah, it's great when they're with the band and he played with the Roots he at some point. With the roots. Yeah. So that was awesome because Roots are fucking great. And there was a Brooklyn Bowl. Yeah. It was so good. It was so good. But like, awesome. but then him when he was with himself, it's like a, it's a more intimate experience, I guess, that you're having when it's just one person and you. Mm-hmm. There's like a different connection than when it's them and the entire band and yeah. you. So. Yeah. It's definitely more impressive when somebody can like recreate their music in a way that works when they're just by themselves right. versus with like a bunch of other helpers. Yeah. But yeah. But for her, I feel like, I don't, I don't know what her process would be. Do you think she, she would work with the band for the tracks that have the band or she makes the track herself and then figures out how to add the band afterward. So maybe the solo version is the most pure version of the song anyway. I have a feeling, I don't know, but if I were to speculate, I would bet she probably writes her songs on her own, Mm -hmm. and then she goes to her recording studio and brings whoever she thinks she needs to bring to it, and works with, I don't think she works completely by herself on things, I think she usually collaborates with people, Um, she writes her own music, but I think she, when she, especially when she wants to, like, have a different feel, she must bring in other people to, like, help her, although... Then there's people like Bjork who completely orchestrate things all by their fucking selves. Fucking mad genius. She <laughs> is insane live, too. I had a hard time picking between Tori and her. Well, we can talk about her too because <laughs> I've never seen her. I've never seen her perform either, and I know some of her music, but again, it's not really in my wheelhouse of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So educate me, please. I <laughs> I wasn't ever a huge fan of her when I was younger, and actually, Jeremy. My husband, for anybody who cares on listening. Jeremy's um, great. Jeremy's great. He does really good cartwheels. He does do cartwheels. I can go back to that story. But yeah, Lauren made him do a cartwheel when she first... So when Jeremy <laughs> and I started first started dating each other, I was like nervous because I had a really bad relationship before that. And I was like, didn't trust myself to pick people. I was like, he's, he's great. I really like him, but I don't trust myself. So I made... Lauren and our friend Michael come on our first our oh. first date with us yeah. to go see a movie, and Lauren made him do Jeremy do a cartwheel on the sidewalk after yeah. we dropped him off. Yeah, and I he did even, it. I don't even know why. I think it was just kind <laughs> of like let's see if he'll do something fun. It's or such like a you move. Something. <laughs> I know. Such a you move. And as soon as he did it, and we closed the door in the car, she looked at me and she went, "He's a keeper." Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said. I was like, "Yeah, he's good." Yeah. Yeah, so obviously we got married and he is good. But <laughs> he is great. He's so nice. And he gives really good hugs. He gives really good. Does really like, give really good hugs. Superb hugs. Ooh, Always. Yes. It's like like he means it every mm-hmm. time. Oh, mm-hmm. it's yeah, true. He's so great. Um, okay, so Bjork is one of his favorite performers ever. I I don't. If I asked him, I don't know if he would say hundred. If I said, "Who's your favorite person who performs music?" If he would say her, but he's a huge fan. Um, but we went to go see her. She was in New York playing at Carnegie Hall a couple years ago, mm-hmm. playing for um, Volnakira, which was, I think she already came out. She already came out with another album since then. Mm-hmm. But it was like her relationship with her husband was deteriorating, and she wrote an album based on that. Mm-hmm. And she record she she performed it at Carnegie Hall over three days in a row. Oh and wow! And we went to all three concerts, and so watching how it like 
and she played the entire album at each concert. So watching her do it three times in a row and how it changed, like the first time it was a little more timid. And then like the second one was like, she kind of was like letting herself go. And the third one, I was like bawling by the end of it because it's just like, you really felt her. Um, and she did the entire thing by herself. There was a string orchestra. Like it was incredible. It was incredible. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it was just like something that you kind of like watch somebody kind of just open themselves up to you in a way that you probably wouldn't ever have seen anywhere else. Um, but that she's incredible. Like she just, she writes everything, everything she wrote the entire, cause I remember overhearing people like who don't know anything about her at the concert go, Oh, I wonder who she worked with to do all the orchestra stuff. And Jeremy looks at me and goes, Rolls his eyes at me and he goes, God, these people don't know who she is. Like, she's yeah. just, like, a genius. Rewind slash fast forward your first show. <laughs> but we're re- re- work? <laughs> I don't know. It made sense in my head. So your first show ever. Yeah. If we want to talk about that. Yeah. Too. I'm curious. Oh, my and first I, show ever. Yeah. Do not, you really want to know what it is? Because it's pretty yes. funny. You're gonna Wait, like, can you're I gonna guess laugh. first? Yeah. Okay, first I'm going to guess that you were, <laughs> are we going like, were you nine or were you an adult-ish? I was, uh, I was probably like 11 or 12. 11 or 12. Did you go uh, because you wanted 12? to go or someone else wanted to go and they brought you? Oh, I wanted to go. Okay. I had to like beg to go to this. Backstreet Boys? No. sync. No. Am I close? Not really. Ugh. I'll just tell you. Okay. So it was at the Paramus Park Mall. Yes, Ooh. I love it. Already. It was Hanson. Yes, nice. <laughs> that is so good. I was like, Mom, I have to go. We have to go. My me and my friends were like, Oh my god, we have to go to this. It's at the mall and it's free. We can go. It's a-. my mom's like, Oh my god, I don't want to take them to this thing. It's going to be terrible. It's at a mall. <laughs> I'm never going to get out of the parking lot ever again. She was totally right, probably. But it was amazing. <laughs> like, oh, so we went. Fun. Yeah, me and like I, I, a couple of my friends went and we were like hanging on this balcony and you couldn't see anything like i took a million pictures with my crappy camera i don't i must have the pictures somewhere but like they were like the size of ants they were so small but yeah i was like it was it was teeny bopper central man it was the best so what was that experience like so you couldn't see anything you have a million pictures that they look like ants but it was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. I just, I mean, like, you know, and you're like a kid and you're like seeing your, and I had like the biggest crush on Taylor ever, ever. And I was like, had pictures of him all over my room and stuff <laughs> next to Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, all those. those guys. Yeah. All my, the blonde guys, the blonde I guess I guys. went through a blonde phase and then that quickly turned to like, I turned into like a goth kid. So that obviously went the other way. <laughs> um, but well, yeah, I was just... Yeah, it was the best day. My, my friends and I were just like drooling over these guys that you couldn't see because they were really far away. But they were there. Um, they but were they in were that in the building, and they put like the stage in front of the food court. So I remember all the photos had like the neon like <laughs> signs for like Panda Express and stuff <laughs> in the background. And uh, yeah, so I awesome. have to find those pictures. I was actually at my parents' house like a couple months ago trying to find them. They must be there somewhere. They have to be. 
but yeah. Excellent really marketing good. for Panda Express. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Panda Express. <laughs> no, does Mbop make you want noodles now? <laughs> Everything makes me want noodles all the time. <laughs> yeah, and they were like little kids then they too. Were. They were so cute. They were really cute. Mm-hmm. So Hanson and Mbopping. Yeah, and then I think my second concert was... I think Aerosmith was my second concert. Nice. And then I saw Tori, I think. I saw Aerosmith once. They are great. They were really good. They're really good. Mm-hmm. And he is like lightning. He yeah. just flies around that stage. Like Steven Tyler? Yes. Yeah. He, he does. And he also, um, I remember when we went... He, they, so I saw them in Camden. Sorry, I don't mean to cut off your story, but this is one of the coolest things that I've ever seen a band do. Uh-huh. Is, um, I, I was in college and my parents had tickets and they had two extra ones for some reason. Mm. So me and this girl, Jen, that I knew went, it was, I think, freshman year. And, uh, <clears throat> so they were performing on the main stage, but you know how there's the lawn in Camden? Yeah. They created a separate stage on the lawn. So halfway through the show, he, everybody just gets up walks through the crowd, high-fiving everybody, stopping, saying what's up, and then they do an entire set back on the oh, lawn. That's cool. For everybody that's awesome. else. So that it's like they didn't just always have to see it on the screen. And then they went back to the main stage. And I was like, that is amazing to do that. Because it's like you best of both worlds. And I, think, I think it's where I saw him too, but they didn't have that then. They didn't have that. that. This was like in the early 2000s. Yeah, I had, saw him when I was... Like little, early, like middle nineties yeah. or something. It early was 90s, so late cool 90s. though. I was like, that is so. I mean, and that's just a great thing to do because you know that all these people, even though they were lawn seats, it's Aerosmith, so they were they were like not cheap, you know. Yeah. And he gave them the greatest show. And from where we are, it was an open, like an open stage, so we could see everything too. And he would like run around. Oh, it was so, it was so freaking cool. Hmm. All right, so we can get back to we deviated for a while. Uh, Bjork. Bjork. I mean, we're talking about Hanson. Hanson. So it was, it was Hanson, then Aerosmith, and Tori Amos. I think so. I'd have to like double check. And by the way, <coughs> I'm very disappointed in what Ticketmaster has become. They don't save your past orders anymore. What? I went on really? there to look and like be like, oh, okay, be really simple. Just pull all of that from my history, right? Nope. Really? Not there anymore. They don't keep anything past 90 days past the event. Are you serious? I was like, are you That's kidding me? Bullshit. <laughs> what are all those fees going to? Yeah. I don't know. Not, not their website. <laughs> <laughs> not their database. Uh, right. Not <laughs> their know. database. Sad. I don't know. I was a little bummed by that. They're like, go to the, f- the fan pages to find out more. And then there's no information there. You're just like, thanks, guys. So it was a little disappointing, but what a suck, Ticketmaster. Yeah, I know. I was like, that would be such an easy place to go back and see all the stuff that you've seen, right? Because there's like a million things, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, Bjork man was awesome, but yeah, I I couldn't go back. So I have I like had to go through. That's why I have to go through the 150 something pages of all of Tori Amos's (laughs) concerts ever. That woman tours like crazy. It's impressive. Is she still touring now? At the moment, I don't think she is. Okay. But, like, when she tours for an album, she tours for, like, two years. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, she probably goes all over the world, She right? does a proper she does. tour. Yeah, she does. She'll And she, like, goes all over the United States, then she does a European tour, then she comes back to the United States. But it's never, like, 
in a logical way. So I was like, oh, she's in California. And then you can see that she comes back to New York. I'm like, oh, I'll be able to find my concerts here, right? Nope. Then she goes to Florida, and then she goes back around to the West Coast, and then she comes back to Boston. And then you're just, I was like, what the hell is this woman? She must be tired. Yeah. <laughs> And you never know, like, really what time it is. And yeah. you just be like, people are like, okay, you're doing this thing now. All yeah. Right. Oh, it's time. And you're like, oh, I just just woke up. I just did this. Where am I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She must have her own plane. Yeah. What is she doing with this new record? Is it Native Invader? Yeah. I mean, her, I, I, I saw her at the end of 2017 for that album. She didn't actually play a lot of songs off of the album, um, and I didn't really feel like the sh- the show had some sort of connection to the album. And it had, like the back, the big background things, mm-hmm. it, she had like a projection going up, and it kind of felt like it was talking about like not just like the the first settlers like kicking the native Americans out of the country, but also kind of like what that means today. Yeah. Like how we do that. Cause there was, there was like, it was abstract, but like you kind of got it. There was like fire at one point in the background and she's like, looks like she's playing in, in like the woods and then the woods kind of catch, catch fire when she plays like certain songs. Oh. Um, so I think it must be some sort of commentary on that. Makes that. Sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a little like her her newer albums are a little bit more about a thing. Yeah, I feel like um, like Scarlet's Walk, which was not that recent, but I feel like it was like early ish two thousands. Like that one um, was post nine eleven, mm-hmm. and it wasn't about nine eleven per se, but it was kind of about what the country became after that, and like how things changed a little bit, um, you know, and it. She pulls in, like, current events into her writing now, nowadays. Um, I can't, I guess maybe she did that at the beginning, too, but I feel like because I kind of came in later. Yeah. Like, I don't really know what it was connected to at the time, but, um, yeah. I know her website is a little crazy town <laughs> now. I think when they, when, they, when they announced the album, I went to it. I was like, ooh, a new album. I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is happening on her website? I couldn't find anything. Like They like hit it and made it all like flashy and stuff. And I was like, what are you doing? I'm looking it up right now. It I'm doesn't really... look really flashy right now. Oh, but was. who knows? It might have been. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think so. I think that like the new... I'm trying to remember what all of the... So if she didn't play a lot of that record. Does she try and like balance her set list? Because she, she has so many records. Like, how do you even? She has so many records. Do that. She does balance her set list. So I went back through just to like remember what was yeah what she was playing at the show. The eight shows that I went to, and like yeah, she always tours with like an album to promote it. But like because she has such a long catalog of stuff, yeah, she pulls from, like, everything. Sometimes she'll even pull stuff from, like, Why Can't Tori Read Days, and then everyone, I like, I don't know what she's singing, and I guess, you know, I go, oh, this must be from something, like, a B-side I never heard before, or, like, from, like, the previous days and before yeah. I started listening to her. And she does a lot of covers and things, too, that are then become B-sides, quote-unquote. <laughs> um, so she's... All over the map during her sets. Yeah. Which is good, though, because you always get, like, a good mix, especially if you're, like, not connecting to one of her albums. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that's always, like, a fear when I go see a band and I'm, like, that I've listened to it for a long time. Like, I don't love this album. I hope they don't play as much from that album. So, you know, you know, you know that you're not going to get that when she yeah. performs. You get everything. 
Have you, does she, and I don't know if you've ever seen her like consecutive nights in a row, but does she change it up from night to night? Yeah, she does. That's so, in, uh, whenever I hear about musicians doing that, I'm like, how can your brain and everything like just be able to change mm-hmm. that, that quickly on a fly from, and I guess when it's just her, she has the ability, she's controlling the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Then when you're with an entire band and you're rely, relying on them to also be on your same level. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why she's able to do it. But like, you can't hide the mistakes. Like, if it's just her, that's true. She has to be on point the whole time. Yeah. And like, everyone that's in that audience is mm-hmm. fanatical and like knows every beat of everything. And yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. also true. Yeah. Which is insane an that insane. she could do that and yeah. remember all that and perform it to that level. Yeah, I think, and change it up and have fun with it and yeah. keep it. She's a boss. Yeah, I think that she must. I th- I think if you look at like a tour. And you look at, like, a, I mean, I've never gone through every concert, but you go through a bunch of her set lists. There's usually, like, a core group of songs that she plays during that, and then she'll kind of branch out. So, like, I feel like she must practice a certain repertoire, and then, like, I don't know if she decides as she's going what she's going to play, or if she, like, plans it. It's really hard to know, because it's not like... I'm never close enough to see a set list on the stage. Yeah. Right. So I'm not really sure. And sometimes they have like it on monitors behind the speakers anyway at this at some of the bigger venues. So it's like it's not clear, but she does do a lot of improvisation between the songs. So sometimes it almost feels like she's like trying to decide what she wants to play. <laughs> which is kind of cool. That is but, cool. She's like, I'm not really feeling this tonight. Mm-hmm. Or nah, I'm gonna do this one. Mm-hmm. It's be fun. Yeah. And she's really good fun. enough that when she fucks up. And sometimes, I mean, I'm sure she must fuck up every once in a while. Like, she just covers it up. Like, I feel like if you, certain songs that you know, like, you know really well and you know every sound in the song and then mm-hmm. you go, oh, that was weird that she played that and she just keeps going. Yeah. Uh, Such an angsty kid. Yeah. I had a lot of anger issues, which is funny because, like, I had no reason to have them, but <laughs> hormones, I guess. Probably. <laughs> All the hormonies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't, like, ridiculed. I wasn't, like, the kid that everyone made fun of or anything. I mean, people made fun of me because I was short, but whatever. But you were always, I think what it, and and I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I might know Sam a little bit, but I feel like what you, you play off of other people's feel, like, you. Yeah, I do. So, and you were also the type of person, and I didn't know you when you were a kid, but I know you now, who would always look out for the underdog. Mm-hmm. Or the person who needed something, so maybe you were feeling their pain, and you were like channeling that in a way, and that's maybe why you. Dude, had you so know much. me just a little bit, don't yeah, you? Just a little. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. My mom always told me I was like the champion of the underdog when I yeah. was a kid. Yeah, I always so. like had a lot of empathy for people that were being treated badly yeah. by other people. So you may have been more angry and angsty about that that was happening to others and not necessarily that it was happening to you, just that it was happening. Yeah, I think I was probably better at letting it roll off of me, and I was more concerned with other people. You still are. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So, yeah. Uh, Hanson. Aerosmith. Tori Amos. Tori Amos. And your life was forever changed by another one by Saturday Night Live. Fucking Saturday I'm so glad we've kind of abridged the rules of this to yeah. incorporate TV performances, yep. especially after Kevin and now you talking about this. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. It's like you, if you're when you're young, it's hard to be exposed to anything that's like actually in a musical situation if that makes sense like yeah you're gonna see it on tv first or you're gonna hear it on the radio right and yeah i happen to see i mean they weren't gonna play that on the radio i don't think i've ever heard i think maybe like like on my can count on one hand how many times i've actually heard her play it on the radio yeah i don't think i ever have and i don't listen to the radio nearly as much now as i did back 
then. I listened to the radio like it was my job. Like yeah. I was, I'm sure we all did this, making the mixtapes and sitting there of and course. waiting oh, for the com- yes. waiting for the commercial to end because you knew it was coming next to push the record button yeah. and then like figuring out how to like when the tape was almost at the end, flip it over in time to like get the rest of the song and oh my god, I've so I still have a box of tapes that I made. Yes. They're somewhere. I don't have anything to play them on anymore, though. I just have the tapes, but I refuse to throw them out. You can get a thing if you digitize them. Yeah. Yeah. I should just do that. I think so. I think I bought... um, Although tapes are coming back anyway. A lot of bands release tapes. Yeah. The record player that I got a couple years ago has, like, everything. Oh. It has a tape player. Hmm. So they're coming back. You can come over and play to mine. I should. Yeah. There's so many that... Not only ones that I made, but other people made for me that I just kept, because why would I get rid of them? Yeah, it's always, special. Yeah, it's always great when your friends make you mix tapes and CDs. Wink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Does she owe you one? No, she used to make me a lot. Oh. She made me a lot when we were in college. You and Marie made me a lot of what I started mm-hmm. listening to because I didn't know anything. Yeah. And now I make playlists on Spotify a lot Yeah, for people when they want to know. God, all, all the goth repertoire that I have in my head is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy. I go through it and I go, man. Where did I learn all this? <laughs> like, where did I? I had like a lot of friends who basically listened to music twenty four hours a day. So, yeah. well, same. I used to be better with metal too, but I'm not really that good anymore because I haven't really kept up with it. So, yeah. But certain things, but it's not really the thing that I stuck with. But yeah, Susie Sue is also a big thing for me too. She's the coolest. Do you guys know who she is? You yeah. know who she is. You know who she is. I mean, I've heard of oh, her. You have to know who she is. She oh. was like the. Hey, make me a playlist. I will. Okay, I will make Just you a playlist. Go to Spotify and look it up. Yeah. She says she likes making playlists for people, so it's a playlist. All of her songs are good. <laughs> There's a playlist. They're very, everything. Everything. <laughs> Every, everything she. I mean, she's an. It's funny. It's like. I, when I was thinking about all this stuff, I was like, "Wow, the people that really affected me from a musical perspective were all women." All of them were women. Yeah. Like, Shirley Manson. I thought about doing talking about that today, and I was like, well, it took me a really long time to get to see them. I didn't get to see them until they started touring again recently. Yeah. Um, Shirley Manson was a big person for me. And Susie Sue was my favorite. Um, Tori. Shit. Angsty, angry women. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Susie Sue was like the the queen of, like, post-punk like goth music kind okay. of uh, like, I mean not like goth like sad goth music that you probably think about but like the punkier version of that kind oh. of I'll give it a listen so she wasn't yelling like screaming but like she was more melodic than what I would imagine a lot of like punk in that era to have been like but she was like part of that like movement and then she sort of became she kind of like went up and down with like bringing in the goth, bringing back the punk. Like mm-hmm. she's kind of all over the place, but she's cool as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely. I mean, because that sounds up my alley. Yeah. So I'm surprised that I. I mean, I can. I'll probably listen and be like, oh, I know that song or I've heard that, but I don't know. You like, probably much. have heard "Cities and Dust." Most people have heard "Cities and Dust." Okay, that's like a I'll song that she wrote there. about Pompeii. Okay. Yeah, weird, right? She yeah. wrote wrote a lot of songs about weird so shit awesome. that she like saw when she was like touring and stuff but yeah she and her husband and another guy created Susie and the Banshee her husband I don't think they were married when they were in Susie and the Banshees but 
They got married later, I think. Yeah. Um, I met her. Woo, when? I met her in like probably 99-ish. Mm-hmm. How? Oh, my God. She was doing like a record signing. She had the Paramus. In New York City. She had the Paramus Mall. <laughs> no. <laughs> I came into New York City <gasps> to, to meet her. And I had like all these things planned that I wanted to say. And of then course. when I met her, I froze. And I was like, <laughs> hello. And I was like, like, my goth queen. <laughs> <laughs> she was so cool. I was, I didn't really, I mean, you're in a situation where she, you're in a line and she's signing. So you don't really have time right. to like hang out with her. But I was just like, I didn't know what to say to her. I was oh. like, hi, how are you? Will you sign this for me? And she's like, of course. And you know, with her British accent, I'm not going to even pretend to do a British accent, but she's like <laughs> cool. And her husband and her do music together now called The Creatures. And Ooh. that shit's weird and awesome. They <laughs> okay. play like a lot of marimbas. I don't even know what a marimba is. <laughs> It's like it's like a I think I remember it's like a giant xylophony thing. Ooh. Like a wooden oh, xylophone. That sounds fun. Um so it's kind of got a softer sound like than a xylophone would have. Mm, okay. Um but yeah, they just like make a lot of crazy shit together and they're just cool people. Nice. I think I don't know where they live now. They lived in Spain for a while. Like they're British, so they're like they don't care. They're yeah. like I'm going to live wherever. <laughs> I live. Um, and then Susie and the Banshees got back together somewhat recently, and they did a yeah. tour. Um, like 2017. It was sometime in the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. I didn't get to go to that one. I don't remember why I didn't go. Life, life probably got yeah, in the way. That thing. But yeah, I saw them when they first, so they broke up, they did the creatures for a while, I saw the creatures, and I think that's when I had her sign shit for me, and then they came back around and did another tour when I was in college, as Susie and the Banshees, and I was so sick, but they were coming down from Boston to cousin school up there. I was so sick, but I was like, fuck this, I'm going. And I like, <laughs> I, I took the train and I like went, was like sitting near the, I had to sit near the bathroom because I kept going back and forth to like throw up in oh the bathroom God. on the way down. I didn't care. I was going. I still went. And where was it? <laughs> it was in New York City. That's, that's yeah. dedication. I don't remember that's where love. it was. I feel like it was Roseland or Irving. Uh, one of oh, the and two. then you had to stand when you got there? I was okay by the time I got there okay. for some reason. Thankfully, otherwise you it would have been a problem. You the way there. Yeah. You were good. Yeah. <laughs> There's really nothing left in there. Yeah. I was like, I'm going. I'm not missing this. Because it was like right around my birthday. And I was like, it's my birthday show. I'm like, yeah. I had to go. So I went to good that. Good for you. Yeah. Way to be committed. I was committed, right? Yeah. That was a pretty big commitment. Yeah. And was it a good show? Yeah. Yeah, so. Although there was one guy standing in front of me who was, like, holding this giant bouquet of flowers and kept trying to give it to her, and she was, like, ignoring him, so he kept, like, <laughs> swinging this giant thing of flowers in my face, and I wanted to, like, karate chop them. Just, like, take him and hit him with it. <laughs> Stop it! But <laughs> she wrong? doesn't want it! She doesn't want She's flowers. married to the guy on the drums! Yeah. <laughs> he can see you! <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so these are all the things that I was like, what do I talk about? I want to talk about everything, but I guess I just did. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, those are all things that are a big deal. Yeah. And when I saw Garbage, I finally saw Garbage when they came around a couple years ago at yeah. King's Theater. That theater is cool as shit if you've never been to King's Theater. We're Where going in May. They're doing some kind of... Um, was it that Broadway thing that Bowie did in London? They're oh. going to show it with the orchestra. We're going to see that there. Oh, nice. I haven't been to... King's Theater is in, like, Flatbush. It's like a renovated old movie theater theater mm-hmm. that it's they've been gorgeous. doing shows in. Yeah. It's I haven't been there yet. No, they really did a nice job restoring it because you can look up pictures online and see what it looked like before and it's just incredible. 
Yeah. You walk in, you're like, holy shit. It's like going into like Carnegie Hall for the first time where you're just like, or Radio City, yeah. like where it's just like, just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. It's a cool place. Yeah. I saw them there. That was like Sam, high school Sam was very happy during that show. <laughs> and she they, came back for uh, an appearance that night. High who? school Sam. Oh, high school Sam was definitely there that night. Yeah. yeah. High school Sam was really happy because <laughs> it was, um, I feel like they, they were doing like a 20th anniversary tour and they were playing all of like their original albums. Ooh, like nice. it was just garbage and I think version 2.0 and that was it. Nice. And so I was just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> high school Sam lives again. <laughs> um, and the first time I saw them, I got, and that was a couple years before that, somebody actually snuck me into, um, Oh my God! What's that? What's the little place that just closed down um, by Union Hall? Square? Yeah, Webster Hall. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, everything is closing. It's very sad. It is very sad. Um, but yeah, somebody snuck me in the. I don't even know how I got in there. They're like, because I couldn't get a ticket. It was like sold out. But this guy, my friend, knew this guy who like knew how to sneak in. So he snuck me in. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I was like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever done. As an adult, I can get arrested for this and really go to jail. <laughs> but well, that's you? fine. For sneaking into a show? I don't know. I, I was like, trespass- I felt like I was trespassing a little bit because I was definitely in places I shouldn't have been. But that's it was okay. okay. It's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm still here. Nobody cares enough to come arrest me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not even open anymore, so they have no proof. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> so. Yeah. Sad. All my chicks, man. Those were yeah. all my chicks. Your gaggle of gals. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I have a gaggle of gals. Yeah. I like my my angry ladies. I, I, I get down with some angry ladies myself, so I'm, I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. Different angry ladies, but still angry ladies. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They're the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I want to go listen to all your angry ladies. You should listen and to them. And then we'll swap. I'll and make you guys a playlist. Why don't we make a big collaborative playlist of angry ladies? Yes. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah I think it's a really good idea. Yeah, I do. I guess I really do like angry ladies. More I think about it. Well, maybe it's not really angry ladies, but it's just like relatable. Yeah, women who speak—that's yeah. who I like. Yeah. So it's not because it's not always anger. It's just they're saying something you're feeling. Yeah. And you can relate to it mm-hmm. on some level, or you know. Yeah, because I know that there was a time where I mean I'm very vocal now, but there was a time where I didn't know how to vocalize what I was thinking or feeling, or or was scared that if I did somebody would man or a woman it doesn't matter but somebody would judge me mm-hmm. and I used to give a shit about that so I think that I related to certain musicians man or woman based on the fact that they didn't give a shit and they were just saying it yeah now I'll just say it too and I can still relate to them but I will also say it because I don't care yeah because that's what your 30s do you just you, just you don't care anymore shit. you stop giving his shits you're like well you like me or you don't and that's fine that's what I love about being in my 30s. Oh, yeah, it's it's the, the best thing ever, not caring anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you care about the people who you need to care about. You yeah. You care what they think, you know, but they also, you also know that those people, you can say what you're thinking and they're not going to hate you for that either. Yeah. They're going to converse about it mm-hmm. or accept it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great. Yep. 30s. Yeah. Is there anything else that you guys want to? The only the only thing I've been thinking about is how it's different when you watch it on TV and that person invades your space. Like you're not going to a space to see someone like it's their space. Like this person invaded your space. Like you were Mm -hmm. watching it on TV and it came to you like in some weird way that you weren't ready for. Mm -hmm. And how that's different than being than going to a show and seeing it for a first time. 
and having it like blow your mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I've had experiences like that when I've seen other bands and like somebody opens for them and I've never heard of them before. And I go, holy shit, what was that? Yeah. Yeah. And I've definitely felt like that before. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like for it's hard to compare them because I think they're just just different. Yeah. Things. Yeah. And I do feel like I was probably just watching SNL. I mean, I don't really remember, but I'm sure I was just watching it. Yeah. And I was like, who's this chick? I'm just going to watch it, I guess, because it's on. And I just I just feel like it must have been one of those, like, I'm doing something else and not really paying. What the hell is she doing? <laughs> what is happening? Her arms aren't even connected to her body. They're playing on different places. <laughs> I like she, her little airplane. She hands. starts. <laughs> I just remember she's like starts the, the and I, I remember her playing Caudalite's knees first i think um but i remember her just playing it on one piano and i was like oh there's another piano there that's weird and then all of a sudden she she didn't play both hands on each piano like one hand on each piano that time but she just the one she turned around and just started playing the other one i just like what just happened um that was what what i kind of was like you're doing something else and you see this and you go whoa so I feel like she kind of, I guess, invaded my space in that way where you just, like, stop what you're doing. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're just, like, mesmerized, mesmerized. by this thing. Yeah. That you weren't expecting to see. Um, but there's definitely been times when I've gone to shows before, like, and I somebody opened and I was just like, what the fuck is this? And this is amazing. I think I saw Eels perform um, at the Apollo, um, which was a really cool place also if you've never been there. Um, an, uh, yeah, you gotta go. It's a cool place to be. Yeah, it's a really cool theater. Awesome. Um, Chelsea Wolf opened for him. I don't know if you know. She's another angry chick. Yeah. Um, but Added she, I don't even know why he had her on tour with her because the, I feel like the music is so different. Yeah. And like people were like not feeling her, and she was getting really pissed off because people were talking over her, even though she's like the opening. Yeah. But it was rude. Like people were just kind of talking over her, so she was getting pissed. Yeah. But I was listening to her. I was like, "Holy shit, this chick is cool!" And she plays. The, I think she plays the piano too. Um, I'm trying to remember, um, what she was doing on stage, but she's, she's another cool. And I was kind of like not paying attention, another thing. And she kind of, it felt like she invaded my space in yeah. there too. Cause and you I, were there for somebody else. I was there and for somebody she, else. I kind of like when that happens though, when you mm. go to see, uh, like you're, you're going to see something else and then that surprise act kind of. Like we went to see Converge. Fucking Amenra opened oh, yeah. for Converge, mm-hmm. and we were just like, and and Chrissy, I don't know if you know Chrissy, but her friend you, Chrissy is like, yeah, I really like this band. I really want to come and, and see them, but she couldn't make it. And so we were like, well, you know, she really likes them. Let's let's check it out. Let's see. Yeah. And so we're there, mm-hmm. and it just like totally fucking blew our we minds. We were like, whoa, what? Like, what is, is this? Mm-hmm. Or like that happened to us with um, Holy Ghost Tent Revival. That was a lot of fun. When I mean, we went there to see them because you heard about them, but you didn't hear them. You just I'd never like, seen them. I don't think I'd seen them before that. No, you didn't. You were just like, this band's playing. There's like seven guys, and they play all these instruments, and they're cool. Like, let's go check them out. Oh, okay. And then we went, mm-hmm. and we were we Rockwood walked Music in Hall. I think they play. Yeah, mm-hmm. we walked in, and it was just there was like somebody. It was like their last song of their set, and then like. The other guys were setting up and we were like chatting and then they came on and I think my mouth, like I think my mouth actually dropped at that show. I was like, and we didn't talk the entire show. Like mm-hmm. not a single word was exchanged between us. I think we looked at each other and we're just like, holy <laughs> like, shit. Like what yeah. did we just get ourselves And then into? we just were like, you couldn't look away from them. Mm-hmm. And it was great. I love when that happens. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's rare though. 
you know? Because it's like that that golden egg or ticket or whatever. But I think that's the thing that, like, when somebody else invades your space, even if you're there, is the thing that you remember. Like, that's the memorable concert that you go to. Yeah. Because if you're just, like, watching somebody else perform, it's not really quite the same. They have to kind of, like, infiltrate you you personally. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that was mine. They totally invaded everything. Mm -hmm. You know? And St. Yours was... Yeah. To, you know, you were doing, you were probably like reading a book mm-hmm. or like looking at something and then mm-hmm. she came on and you were just like, whoa. Yeah. I know? mean, even when I saw Bjork, which I bought three tickets in a row, the first show was like a little like la la la. And I felt like I was invading her space a little bit and she wasn't really like coming out. But by the third show, I felt like she was assaulting me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with her music. Right. And that's the one I remember the most. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's important. I mean, and I think it's all, maybe it's the same. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's the same. It's just a different delivery method. Yeah. You know, well, like it's, UPS it's or guard, FedEx. It's an off-guard thing. Like, otherwise, you'd be prepared for it. You'd be like, yeah, I'm going to see Bjork right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have an expectation. Right. And it doesn't meet your expectation and how that works. And that, you know, what you go in with affects what you see. But if you're just sitting at home and you have no expectation because you have no idea what's about to happen. Yeah. And then this happens, it totally just blindsides you That's completely. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Music's great. That's why it's it's interesting to kind of amend the rules a little bit for these TV ones because it's still relevant. It's live Mm -hmm. in a sense, and it's still relevant. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's cool. Yeah, I did see her do the the two pianos at once the first concert I went to with her, and that I was like still blown away by her. Have you tried to do it? (laughs) Have you ever been in a space where you could try and do it? No, I don't think I could. I mean, I don't. Maybe I could. I don't know. I feel like that's one of those things that you just have to try. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like death metal vocals. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you yeah. know, how do you know you can do that until yeah, you actually you try? Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's very good. I go, good I point. always used to wonder that. I'm like, how did you like one day go, I wonder if I could do this thing. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Cause I know I certainly can't, but yeah. some chicks, man, when you hear them do it, you're like, whoa. Right. Cause you don't expect a chick to be able to no. do that. And some of them can. Yes. They're so so fucking good. Cool. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good note to end on. <laughs> well, thank you yeah, for thank coming you. and playing with us and talking about a variety <laughs> <laughs> of angry women. I guess that could be the theme of this is just angry women by Sam. But, yeah. Well, something like sh- that. Women with things to say. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Women with to talk. Yeah. Women who talk is things I like. <laughs> Vocal broads part one. Yeah. There we go. I like that. I like that. See, this, like, always is See, able to, like, summarize. I just, swoop like, in. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks. That was fun. Woo. And I wasn't nervous, but these goat, this goat and this fake bread really helped. Anyway. <laughs> I love them. Yay. Thanks for listening to Tales from the Pit. You can find bonus content on our website, talesfromthepitpod.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Tales from the Pit Pod. And if you have a story you want to share, drop us a line at talesfromthepitpod at gmail.com. Chris, <laughs> please!